Introduction to Fifty Years and Other Poems. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Larry Wilson. Fifty Years and Other Poems by James Weldon Johnson. Introduction by Brander Matthews. Of the hundred millions who make up the population of the United States, Ten millions come from a stock ethnically alien to the other ninety millions. They are not descended from ancestors who came here voluntarily. In the spirit of adventure to better themselves, or in the spirit of devotion to make sure of freedom to worship God, in their own way. They are the grandchildren of men and women brought here against their wills to serve as slaves. It is only half a century since they received their freedom and since they were at last permitted to own themselves they are now american citizens with the rights and duties of other american citizens and they know no language no literature and no law other than those of their fellow citizens of anglo-saxon ancestry when we take stock of ourselves these ten millions cannot be left out of account yet they are not as we are they stand apart more or less they have their own distinct characteristics it behooves us to understand them as best we can and to discover what manner of people they are and we are justified in inquiring how far they have revealed themselves their racial characteristics their abiding traits their longing aspirations how far have they disclosed these in one or another of the several arts they have had their poets their painters their composers and yet most of these have ignored their racial opportunity and have worked in imitation and in emulation of their white predecessors and contemporaries content to handle again the traditional themes the most important and the most significant contributions they have made to art are in music first in the plaintive beauty of the so-called negro spirituals and secondly in the syncopated melody of so-called ragtime which has now taken the whole world captive in poetry especially in the lyric wherein the soul is free to find full expression for its innermost emotions their attempts have been for the most part divisible into two classes in the first of these may be grouped the verses in which the lyrist put forth sentiments common to all mankind and in no wise specifically those of his own race and from the days of phyllis wheatley to the present the most of the poems written by men who were not wholly white are indistinguishable from the poems written by men who were wholly white whatever their merits might be these verses cast little or no light upon the deeper racial sentiments of the people to whom the poets themselves belonged but in the lyrics to be grouped in the second of these classes there was a racial quality this contained the dialect verses in which there was an avowed purpose of recapturing the color the flavor the movement of life in the quarters in the cotton field and in the canebrake even in this effort white authors had led the way irvin russell and joel chandler harris had made the path straight for paul lawrence dunbar with his lilting lyrics often infused with the pathos of a downtrodden folk in the following pages mr james weldon johnson conforms to both of these traditions he gathers together a group of lyrics delicate in workmanship fragrant with sentiment and phrased in pure and unexceptionable english 
then he has another group of dialect verses racy of the soil pungent in flavor swinging in rhythm and adroit in rhyme but where he shows himself a pioneer is the half-dozen larger and bolder poems of a loftier strain in which he has been nobly successful in expressing the higher aspirations of his own people it is in uttering this cry for recognition for sympathy for understanding and above all for justice that mr johnson is most original and most powerful in the superb and soaring stanzas of fifty years published exactly half a century after the signing of the emancipation proclamation he has given us one of the noblest commemorative poems yet written by any american a poem sonorous in its diction vigorous in its workmanship elevated in its imagination and sincere in its emotion in it speaks the voice of his race and the race is fortunate in its spokesman in it a fine theme has been finely treated in it we are made to see something of the soul of the people who are our fellow-citizens now and forever even if we do not always so regard them in it we are glad to acclaim a poem which any living poet might be proud to call his own brander matthews columbia university in the city of new york end of introduction